Today we're going to talk about time, when to trade, and the time frames in which to trade. Let's start with when to trade. The futures market basically trades 23 hours a day. It opens up at 5 o'clock and closes at 4 o'clock. They reset everything and start all over again. So the broader markets across the world are as follows. Sydney opens from 4 p.m. until 1 a.m. Tokyo opens from 7 p.m. to 4 a.m. London opens from 2 a.m. to 11 a.m. New York opens from 7 a.m. until 4 p.m. So when should I trade? Well, it's kind of up to you, and a lot of it has to do with where you are in the world. So for example, if you're overseas, you probably want to trade the London market. If you're here in the United States, you probably want to trade the New York market, but there are exceptions. Let's say you live in the USA, but you have a full-time job and you want to trade. You could get up at night and trade the London market from 2 a.m. until let's say maybe 3 or 4 a.m. That's plenty of time to find a trade. Or you could do the opposite. If you lived over in Europe somewhere, get up in the middle of the night and trade the New York market. So there's a lot of options for you there. Now, when do I trade or when do I like to do most of my work? Well, I think there's a sweet spot in the marketplace, and that sweet spot is from 8 a.m. until 10.30 a.m. Why is that? A couple of reasons. One, around 7.30 a.m. Central Standard Time is when a lot of news is announced. This news causes a lot of volatility in the market, a lot of price spikes. So if you're trying to stay within very tight range in a trade, there's a really good chance you'll get knocked out of the trade because of the prices spiking in one direction or another. The other reason that I like to trade from 8 a.m. until 10.30 a.m. is because that's when two of the largest markets in the world are overlapping, the London and New York marketplace. The London marketplace runs until 11 a.m. and the New York marketplace opens at 7 and of course runs till 4. But anything past 10.30 is kind of a waste of time because the London market is pulled out at that point so you've got only half the market playing and a lot of uh, algorithms get kicked in to just uh, continue to provide for liquidity. I call it playing pong with the computers. So there isn't really a lot going on. Price really doesn't move very much after that period of time. So you kind of got that little sweet spot between 8 a.m. and 10.30. And that ends up being a really great uh, work day for people who want to learn how to trade. Now this applies specifically to currency futures. If you trade an index or if you trade some other commodity or uh, type of futures contract, it might make more sense for you to trade farther on into the afternoon. But I personally don't like to trade past 10.30 because I think it's such a focused, intense activity that it fatigues you very quickly. So if you try to stay and trade for the entire day, it really wears the crap out of you, okay? So that's when I think you should trade. Now, time frames. What are the time frames you should trade in? This is broken up into what I call a couple of different categories. Trading, investing, and alternative time frames. Let's start with trading. The most popular ones, or the most popular time frames to trade in are the one minute, little too ADHD for me, the five minute, the 15 minute, the 30 minute, the one hour and the four hour. Realistically, 
you're probably going to be trading in several of these time frames at the same time you want to take a multi time frame perspective on what's going on within your trade to get a really good picture of where it's going so for example a four hour chart prices may be going in the upward direction but on a 15 or 5 minute chart they may look like you should be taking a short so you always have to understand what the broader perspective of the market is when you're uh, trading so I tend to bounce around between a bunch of different time frames just to get an overall good idea at the beginning of the day as to what I might be into now let's talk about the next category of time investing Typically, investors are looking at uh, the daily time frame. Some with a broader horizon would be looking at a weekly or a monthly uh, time frame. This is fine if you have a full-time job and you really just don't have the time to watch the instruments as they move uh, in their daily manner. And uh, these three time frames, day, week, and month, are the most popular for investing. Then there's what I call the alternative time frames, and actually, uh, this is the time frame that I like to trade in. And I use what's called a tick chart. And what a tick chart does is instead of uh, measuring the amount of time that goes by before a candle is painted, this measures the number of orders that happen before a candle is painted. So, for example, I have one chart that waits for 50 orders to be placed long or short before a candle will paint and then I have another one that waits for 1600 orders to be executed before a candle is painted why do I do this well you'll find on some of the normal time frame charts like a 15 minute or a one hour or a five minute chart prices tend to really get sloppy and move around when there's a lot of volatility Whereas on a tick chart, it kind of filters out a lot of the noise uh, in the movements uh, during the day. So I really like that and it helps me get a better, more accurate perspective on what's going on as far as uh, price behavior in that particular, at that particular moment. So it just gives me a clearer look. It gets a little, uh, it takes a little time to get used to it. But once you've done that, I think you'll find it to be a very effective way to trade. All right, enough about time frames. Let's talk about the market this week, overall market overview. And let's focus in on prices again. So the price of groceries has jumped to the highest level it's ever been since 1979. The consumer price index this week recently peaked at 9.1% in June and came down to 8.5% in July. So if you look at this from a month to month perspective, uh, you, you could say that inflation came in at 0%, meaning the overall price of growth stayed flat or the pace of growth stayed flat between June and July. And of course, good old Joe jumped all over that and was taking a victory lap saying the economy has 0% inflation for the month of July, okay? Somebody check Joe's pants because he's basically full of shit, all right? 
and he thinks you're really stupid. So he's running around saying inflation is at 0%, inflation is at 0%. Overlooking the fact that the year-over-year -year rate of inflation tends to be more commonly reported at about 8.5%. And if you look at shadow stats, which is, in some people's opinions, the actual real rate of a lot of these different measures, their inflation rate is well over 20%. So you're, we're seeing some of the sharpest year-over-year -year jumps in food. So for example, flour's gone up 22% this year, chicken's gone up 17%, milk is 15%, bread has gone up 13.7%, and eggs have gone up 38%. It's nuts. I can't go into the grocery store and just buy a couple of things. I mean, it's $100 every time, no matter what I buy. And also very concerning is the cost of shelter. There's a lot of people that rent and don't own in the country. And the cost of rent has climbed 5.7% this year and appears to be climbing almost 0.6% per month. So this is getting pretty nasty out there and things need to change. So please keep that in consideration when you're looking at who you want to vote for in the primaries and in the election in November. And let's see if we can push this thing in the right direction. Anyway, that's it for this week. Please check out our website, waywritertrainingtechnologies.com. If you like this podcast, please subscribe to the podcast. The IntelliTrend trading system will be released uh, sometime late this month. I'm almost finished getting everything ready. Check out our affiliates, EA Builder, if you want to build your own trading system, and Exapure if you need to lose a little weight and get in more better shape. And also, don't forget, there's an Ask Me Anything link that you can click in the podcast in the description. It'll record a little message. It's like voicemail, and I will respond right back to you. Anything, like how do you do this? How do you do that? I'd really like for you to do a podcast on this topic or that topic. Uh, I'd love to get your input. Anyway, that's it for me. Over and out from Bill.